0: This is AutoLine Daily reporting on all aspects of the global automotive industry. UAW workers at General Motors are voting on the new labor contract their union negotiated with the company. And it's anyone's guess how this is going to go. So far, two UAW locals approved the contract and one rejected it. Media interviews with plant workers show that there are those who think the contract is good and those who believe the Union didn't get enough. It'll probably take another two days before all the votes are counted, and then we'll know if this strike will wrap up quickly or drag on for a lot more time. China wants to dominate the global market for electric cars, but it may be running into a reality check. As long as generous subsidies were available, sales of EVs grew quickly, but they plummeted once the government cut subsidies and it looks like consumer demand is weak, even with subsidies. Ward's Intelligence reports that 70% of Chinese EV sales go to taxi and ride-hailing fleets, and most of the other sales went to government agencies. Ward's quotes one analyst as saying, "...very few Chinese consumers willingly buy an electric car." Even more telling, the money people are heading for the exits." Venture capital investment in Chinese EV companies dropped 58% so far this year. Even so, China is not backing off its EV mandate and continues to invest in building a charging infrastructure. On last week's Autoline After Hours, Motor Trend's Frank Marcus noted that MT would make some news about the new C8 Corvette. Well, the story is out. They put a C8 on a dyno? and it looks like the new VET cranks out a lot more power than the official numbers suggest. Officially, the engine is rated at 495 horsepower and 470 pound-feet of torque, but Motor Trend found it produced roughly 560 horsepower and 515 to 520 pound-feet of torque, and that was at the rear wheels, meaning it's much more at the engine crank when you factor in the power loss from the drivetrain. If you assume a 15% loss, that means the engine produces nearly 660 horsepower and over 600 pound-feet of torque. MT conducted multiple tests in different gears and got different numbers. Click on the link to see what Motor Trend has to say. Hydrogen fuel cells are sure getting a lot of attention from commercial vehicle manufacturers. Hyundai is developing a fuel cell truck concept called the HDC6 Neptune. As you can see, the design was inspired by trains from the 1930s. The company didn't share any other details, but we'll learn more next week when the concept makes its debut at the North American Commercial Vehicle Show in Atlanta. And Renault introduced fuel cell versions of its Kangoo and master vans. The master fuel cell, which goes on sale next year, has a range of 350 kilometers or about 217 miles. That's nearly three times the range of the pure electric version of the van. The hydrogen Kangoo is available at the end of this year and will have a range of 370 kilometers or about 230 miles. That's 140 kilometers more than the electric Kangoo. All ranges are based on the WLTP test. The Kangoo fuel cell is available in France, with a starting price of around $54,000. Hydrogen-powered vehicles make much more sense as fleet vehicles, since the trucks or vehicles return to the same yard every night, which makes it easier to set up a refueling station. And hey, if you're in the market for a used car, its color can play a big role in how much you pay for it. ICcars.com looked at over 4.1 million used vehicles and found that color determines whether or not a vehicle will be discounted. Compared to the average vehicle, a used car buyer would be over 24% more likely to find a deal on a beige-colored car. Coming in at second is gold, which is nearly 16% more likely to be discounted, and silver sits at about 14% in third. The color you're least likely to find a deal on is orange, followed by purple and red. You know, some of the more vibrant colors are typically offered on sports cars, and since there's not as many of those colors, they tend to hold their value better. One of the most profitable vehicles in the U.S. market is the Cadillac Escalade. An auto forecast solution says that an all-new replacement will go into production next July. The Escalade is built at GM's Arlington plant in Texas, which also makes the Suburban, Tahoe, and Yukon. Thanks to those vehicles, Arlington is considered the most profitable assembly plant in the entire world. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion, and by Dana, people finding a better way. Folocopter, which makes electrically-powered passenger drones, completed its first flight over Singapore's Marina Bay. While the goal is to make them autonomous, this test was flown by a pilot. The flight covered one and a half kilometers, or just under a mile, and lasted for two minutes at an average height of 40 meters, or a little over 130 feet. Volocopter is working with the Singapore government to bring an air taxi service to the country. This could be a big market in the future, which is why so many companies in the auto industry are getting involved in passenger drones, including Daimler and Geely, which are investors in Volocopter. Remember that sales gimmick that Dodge launched this summer, where you got $10 off for every horsepower that you bought? For example, if you bought a Hellcat Redeye with 797 horsepower, you got a rebate for $7,970. Well, that gimmick really worked. Dodge set a goal of selling 500 million horsepower this year, and they hit their goal two months early. Sales of the Charger, Challenger, and Durango are up nearly 6% this year, and that's pretty good considering the overall market is down, and those vehicles are some of the oldest in the market. You know, we go through our comments section every day, and a few from yesterday caught our eye. Terrence Quinn saw our story that Hummer may be making a comeback, and he says, didn't GM sell the Hummer name and design to a Chinese company way back when? Well Terrence, a Chinese company called Sichuan Tenzhong Heavy Industrial Machinery Company said it was going to buy Hummer in 2009, but it later withdrew its offer, so GM, still owns the rights to the Hummer brand. And a number of people commented on that story about the conductive ink being used for heated seats and armrests. Many thought the heated armrests were a silly idea. But not long ago, I sat in an interior concept that had heating elements behind several panels, the glove box door, center console, and door panel. Along with the heated seat, it created a warmth that enveloped the passengers. I found it quite nice. And you know, I wonder if heated armrests would be like a poor man's version of this, use more for a radiated heat. And as we all know with ICE vehicles, the heated seats and steering wheel warm up much faster than the air coming out of the vents. That brings us to the end of today's report. Thanks for watching. We'll see you again tomorrow.